0: Listening to a resource from Jambru Anglican Church. Well, it's time now for some questions. Uh, you've been asking not too many questions over the last couple of weeks, but there's been a few from last week, so we're jumping forward to those now. And uh, there are three in total. And uh, here's the first one. The first question is here: uh, Who is the beast and false? Prophet in Revelation 27 to 10. Uh, that's the bit that we looked at last week. We looked at chapters 17, 18, 19, and 20. And uh, well, if we read before that, we'll see that the beast is someone who is different to Satan. So Satan is not the beast. okay? And it's probably the same beast and false prophet that was spoken about in chapter 19, verse 20, which is the chapter before. And it seems from the context that probably the beast stands for human rulers who use their world. Worldly power for evil. So it could be one particular superpower who was causing all sorts of damage in the first century, one of the emperors, but it could be more generally all those who are standing in in sort of worldly power. The false prophet, similarly, uh, is quite probably someone who it sort of stands for all that is against the worldly. Religion, the false religion, the false religion that actually says you should bow down to the beast, you should bow down to the devil. Uh, With all of this, in chapter 20, the face of worldly power, which is the beast, and the face of false religion, which is the false prophet, all of them are thrown into hell to be then joined with the devil himself. Second last question, there's only three tonight. If the devil is bound up now then why does he seem to be so active? This is an excellent question. And it's, uh, it comes from chapter 20, verse 2, which we looked at last week, that said, He sees the dragon, that old serpent, who is the devil, Satan, and bound him in chains for a thousand years. Well, last week I said that a thousand years was basically a long but limited time between the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ, which we're in the middle of at the moment. Uh, and if that's the case, then this person who's asked this question is saying, well, how is it that Satan can be bound up if we're in that thousand-year figurative time? How can he be bound up because he still looks like he's doing a whole lot of damage around the place? He still looks like he's causing havoc. Well, the Bible tells us in many places that the, that the death and resurrection of Jesus had a massive impact on the devil. For example, uh, in John chapter 12, verse 30, and 32 and 3, we read, Then Jesus told them, The voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. So clearly at the cross... The big defeat of Satan was happening. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15 says a similar thing. He cancelled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So the Bible keeps talking about how at the cross was a massive defeat of Satan. And it says that throughout the New Testament, and therefore we need to see it as as coming up in the book of Revelation as well. But yet at the same time, we see that Satan, though defeated, still causes all sorts of havoc, and he continues to be active. And so listen to 1 Peter 5, verse 8, it says, Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. And there are other sentences in the Bible like that as well. Can you sort of see the tension there? It sort of describes in so many ways what it is like for life, this side of the new creation. There's a now but not yet. See, Satan is defeated, and yet at the same time, we also see him continuing to go around and causing havoc. So Christ has conquered sin and Satan, But at the same time, they continue to affect us while we await Christ's return. But the point is that even though Satan is around and is active in some ways, he does that as one who is still bound. Because if he was unbound, the effects would have been far greater. He can bring about persecution, but he can't stop Christians rising and ruling with Christ right now in heaven. I mean, he'd sit back and he'd look up to heaven and he'd see all of those who are clothed in white, all those who have been beheaded, all of those who have been in conflict and have been persecuted and have been beheaded for Christ. They are ruling with Jesus and he probably looks up there and growls because he can see that he has lost that war. And he can keep causing pain and destruction a little longer. But he is not going to stop the Church of Christ growing. And that happens. And it is happening. And it is happening. We live at a time when Satan is bound, but still not destroyed. But that time is coming soon. Finally tonight, our third question. What happens to Satan when he gets released after the thousand years? Well... If you just look at Revelation 20, verse 7, it says that after the thousand years are over, that Satan will be let out of his prison and will deceive the nations and prepare them for the final battle, which he's then going to lose. And it's a bit of a fizzer, really, the action, because it's just over so quickly. Now, when exactly is that in relation to the the thousand years and all that sort of stuff? Well, in some ways, it, it's probably the wrong question to ask when we look at apocalyptic language because we can see as we've looked throughout the book of Revelation, there's, there's, there's been these overlapping series of seven things that looked at seven, three different perspectives on the world and history and all of that sort of stuff. The bottom line in all of this is that Satan will come and will try and win over Jesus, but it will get more and more embarrassing for him because every time he comes and rallies the troops to try and stand against Jesus, he will fail and fail miserably. And then ultimately, he'll be thrown into hell forever, into the fiery pit, which we are going to see today. And that is what makes today's button for the Bible so good. So I'm so pleased you've been able to join us. Thank you for listening to this resource from Jambrú Anglican Church. For more information, head to jambruanglican.com.